Hey, what's up, guys? This is Josh Plotman, TrainerJosh.com, and today I'm here with Ray White on the third, down in La Jolla, a.k.a. San Diego. How you doing today, Ray? Great, my man. How are you doing up there, Josh? Pretty good, bro. <laughs> okay. So, um, welcome to the first volume of the Fat Loss Experts interview. Ray's, um, I've known Ray since he was up here in Napa Valley, where I am right now. He's currently down in La Jolla, killing it. He's a NSCA certified strength and conditioning coach, a USAW weightlifting certified coach. He has his master's license in sports nutrition. He's the lead trainer down there in La Jolla. He's really killing it. He has, he has voted the best weight loss and personal trainer by La Jolla Village Newsreaders. And um, anything else I missed there, Ray? Um, no, I mean, I'll, I'll leave that, that to you, man, to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ray was also, he's featured a lot of times on the local news station, too, for his boot camp, which is really, really popular. And um, we're going to talk more about what Ray uses for his fat loss protocols with his clients and boot campers. Does that sound good, Ray? Sounds like a plan, my man. <laughs> All right. Okay, so here's the first question. Um, what's the number one thing people can do right now to start losing fat fast in RWC world? Honestly, you know, it's it's not just one thing that's going to do it, but if I could say something just in one sentence, all I would honestly say is you just need to breathe more. If people just breathe more than they're already breathing right now, you know, they're going to create metabolic disturbances in their body. They're going to get their heart rate up. They're going to challenge their cardiovascular system. They're going to be burning more calories than they're currently burning. Thus, that's where the fat burning really is going to come into play. I mean, America is, let's admit it, it's sedentary. People are not moving. People are, are lazy. And, you know, so... That's, that's where it, it takes having a, a sound, solid program with all the components and the motivation and the nutrition and the fitness and everything and, and really bringing it all in together. Nice. So what kind of um, – how would you incorporate breathing into your workouts or your life? Like how would you go about that? Well, what I do, I breathe in through the nose and breathe out through my mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, what what I would do is basically, you know, if if someone is, if if they're working out, or let's say, for instance, they're not even working out at all, you know, think of it like baby steps. You you can just just by doing a few different things that you would norm you wouldn't normally do. Like for instance, you know, I go into the airport and I see a lot of flights of stairs, and then I look over and I see the escalators. And you better believe it. About ninety nine percent of the people are taking these escalators, and they're avoiding the stairs where I always take the stairs and go up and down those stairs. If people would just do the, the little things to get moving more or even, you know, partner up a significant other and go on walks and, you know, but go through different trails and, you know, where, where you're using where there's more hills and so forth. And, you know, that way it's going to be fun. Um, they'll be challenged and get their heart rate up or even in terms of participation in recreational activities. You know, um, you, you can team up with friends and, and make it fun and exciting. And that's that's another way that 
is moving, but it's not seen as that. It's, it's considered more like play. And that's really what I like to instill with, with all of my clients, all my boot campers, is it really is that, that we're just playing. And it's, it's all just a fun game, and we're all there for, for the same thing. And um, that's, that's really how I do it. Yeah, because it seems like a lot of people think that you just go do uh, Jillian Michaels' workout video for an hour and you totally change your life and your body. But it's more to it than that. It's changing your whole lifestyle. Which, um, exactly. And, 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 you know, one thing that I, I will say, because I do a lot of work also and from experience with the San Diego, the nightlife industry. So if you want to take a look at someone's lifestyle and, you know, they're on the complete other end of the spectrum as, as we are. And they just get in their own habits and with, with their behaviors and the things that they do. And, um, you know, it's incredible without people even knowing it or even having a, a health intervention to what, what they're doing and what that can create with their lifestyle. And, you know, going back to the whole Jillian Michaels thing, yeah, that's one component Okay, yeah, people think they can, you know, just pop in a, a video, a DVD, watch this, and, you know, be bikini beautiful, and, and that's it, you know, or even with the P90X. But, yeah, it is more than that, and it is the motivation and, you know, the nutrition and stuff like that and the accountability. And even if people are, are taking the easy route or just popping in, you know, a DVD once a week, or twice a week, you know, things are going to be mundane, they're going to be monotonous, and what's going to happen is the stimuli that's applied on their body is it's not going to be shocked, it's not going to respond, the muscle receptors become saturated to what they're doing, and that's what causes people to plateau, and it affects compliance and ultimately exercise adherence. True that. Okay, let's go on to the next question. What's the most difficult part of fat loss for the majority of your clients? You know, that, that's got to be a no-brainer. I would honestly have to say um, that nutrition is, is going to be a, a killer there, especially with a lot of my clientele and, and who they, they travel all the time and on vacations or because of their occupation and, and so forth that, you know, I find a lot of my clients they eat out, and they eat out a lot. And so, you know, that's where it's so important of, of knowing what is okay, what's healthy, basically a good, better, best, when you're eating, when you're traveling, when you're on the road, and then also, you know, having those homework assignments in place um, to keep people moving. So that's, that's where the nutrition thing becomes so critical, you know, because with the nutrition and just the way that, that people are eating and not even knowing it because their lifestyles are, are so in, intense and, you know, stress levels are, are so high that with those habits that they've created themselves, they don't even know it and they're stuck in a rut. And that's where we come into play and, you know, as their interventionists and that's where we can really help them and impact and improve their lifestyle. Yes, a lot of people seem to think that you can just go do a workout for an hour and also eat whatever you want later on, but it's really the opposite way around. And nutrition seems to be 
70 to 80 percent of your results straight up. And I'm a big believer that saying you can't out-train a bad diet. And it seems like a lot of people haven't realized that yet, neither. Yeah, and I mean, you are what you eat, ultimately. But even even knowing what you should be eating before you work out, after you work out, what does that do for your, your body and, and your system, you know? And so many people work these long, long days, and then they eat out at night, and then they're eating things that are just loaded of carbohydrates. And since they're not active at night, their body is not burning off the carbohydrates and everything that they're using as energy, and that's what gets converted and stored as fat, which can also trigger and set off, you know, irregular sleep patterns and so forth, and that can also affect a, a lot of hormones and, uh, you know, the metabolic process. Okay. That kind of leads into my next question. You just kind of touched upon it a little bit, but list a few things people can do to make their diet promote fat loss. A few simple things. Well, number one that I would say is a lot of people who I've seen, especially this is very popular in females, that they like to skip breakfast. Or, you know, I get the excuse that, you know, I'm just not a, a big breakfast eater. I just, you know, I, I can't do it. So people go until lunchtime before they eat something. And, you know, the the trouble with doing something like that is because while you're sleeping and being in a fasted state of sleep, you know, your body is using your carbohydrates as energy just to carry out all the physiological functions that takes place in your body. So when you wake up in the morning, you know, you're on empty. And it's the most critical time to get those nutrients in. And I know something that you're a huge advocate of, but basically, like, especially when it comes to fat loss, you know, as they say, eat like a king for breakfast. Give yourself the, the energy and your nutrients that you need to carry on with your day and then some. And then, so eat like a king for breakfast, a queen for lunch, and a starving college student for dinner. And basically with that third one is, you know, cutting out your carbohydrates by no later than 6 p.m. at, at night. Um, some people are very strict on 3 p.m., but really, how realistic is that? Um, one, of, one of the other things that, that I would say, you know, besides the breakfast, that you want to have a good, nice, solid, wholesome breakfast is uh, your nutrient timing. A lot of people only eat two times, three times a day. They're not having snacks. Or I also give it another case scenario that people are, are eating like a breakfast and then they'll skip like a lunch and then have like a, a late evening dinner because they know that they're going to be consuming all their calories at, at night and it's, it's not going to be the healthiest of choices, so I'll starve myself for lunch. Well, the thing that they're doing is that's offsetting their metabolism and it affects um, thyroid sensitivity basically of the metabolism and keeping that metabolism on fire. So nutrient timing is going to be critical. And what I recommend is to have at, at least your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, moderate-sized portion meals, and then have a snack in between breakfast and lunch, lunch and dinner, and depending on your lifestyle, your goal specifically, you would have a, a you could have a snack after dinner 
that's just in in the form of of protein, um, in a sense, and to keep you fueled while you're in a fasted state of sleep at night. I would I would also say that you know um, a lot of people aren't drinking enough water. Water is critical, and in terms of fat loss and detoxifying and and cleansing their bodies, if people would just be drinking more water, it would also trick them and help them to stay satiated and give them a fulfilled feeling in their stomach so they're not, you know, eating all the time. And, you know, so a guideline to follow is basically you take your body weight and then cut that in half, and that's how many ounces minimally that you should be consuming on a daily basis. If you're active, the demands for water and liquids, it goes up. If you consume caffeine, since it acts as a diuretic, then the demand for water, it, it also goes up. Um, one, one of the other things that, you know, I think um, more so in females that I've seen, that they're not consuming enough protein um, in, in their diet as, as they're afraid, you know, that they're going to put on bulk and, and so forth and, um, which is, is not the case at all because muscle is more metabolically active than fat. So if we put on muscle to our frame, it's going to help our body act as a furnace and to burn and incinerate fat. So, you know, those, those are some things that I would suggest as, as far as, um, you know, for, for fat loss and just a few tips and, and tricks that, that I would suggest. And then especially like your pre-workout, post-workout, you want to make sure your pre-workout, ideally you would want to have like a snack that would be one, two hours beforehand that is heavier in carbohydrates, not as much protein. Otherwise, that's going to combat in your system, um, affecting digestion while you're actually working out. And then most critical time, which is often overlooked, is after a workout. And, you know, you, you want to consume a meal that has a 3-to-1 or a 4-to-1 ratio of carbohydrates to protein to refuel and, and rebuild and recover your body for your workouts the, the next day and, and to keep your metabolism going. It's, it's critical and, you know, I know people who they'll work out and then they say they're not hungry and then, you know, three hours goes by and then all of a sudden they're on an empty. So then they'll just splurge and, and go get something that is not the, the best and healthiest of choices. Okay. Um, I like how you talked about the nutrient timing. A lot of people don't really understand that. So you said three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, definitely a big emphasis on breakfast. You want to have a high-protein breakfast and a couple snacks in between there. How far apart would you eat those meals? Would I would say no, no. I would say no more than than three hours apart from from and one another. Help, and that's going to help increase your metabolism, keep your blood sugar levels even. And yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly. And basically, just promote fat loss. Yeah, it's going to help keep the blood blood sugar levels stable. But one thing um, that I forgot to mention that so this nutrient timing, what that is doing is this is triggering the thermal effect of food. 
or thermal effect, basically, you could say, of fat loss. Because when we're eating and during digestion, there's a calorie-burning effect associated with that, which actually accounts to 10% of our calorie-burning efforts basically at rest. So that's why there's a heavy emphasis and promotion of, you know, you need to eat more frequently throughout the day rather than, like, just have three big meals. And and that's really... um, Something that is so critical in in the fat loss process. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it seems like we got nutrition down. I want to get more into your style of training and what specific things you do with your training that helps promote clients to lose fat the most. Can you kind of talk to us about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you guys run on the treadmill for an hour or hanging on the elliptical. What, um, what are the hard of three? Well, I don't know if I can disclose those here. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, there's there's a few things actually that are very very Im- important. Um, one of the first things that I do with with my clients because it's it's very important to establish and, and have rapport, but also more than that is you know why are they there? If someone is coming to you, they're coming to you for a reason. And oftentimes, they're coming to you for more than a reason is, you know, just weight loss or just to to feel better. You know, sometimes there's psychological issues um, that, that, that people come to you for. And, you know, we really, in a lot of ways, can be a psychologist and, and help people out through certain situations. But I, I like to really dissect individuals and, and people and, and really get the nitty-gritty. Why are they here? What are your goals? Okay, you just told me that you want to lose weight. Well, that's a generic goal to me. Be more specific than that and really get to the roots that, that why people are there. I like to put people through a battery of fitness tests, um, one, of, one of which is I'll, I'll do like a body composition test which is very important, especially for fat loss and as a motivational tool. So measuring someone's body fat percentage by doing body fat with calipers is a good tool if the technician is um, competent with the, the actual practicum of, of doing the procedure. And then also, more importantly, that I actually find because the validity is a lot greater is doing tape measurements because tape measurements aren't going to lie um, to you like body fat testing measures alone can, you know. So the goal is to see change over time. So we, we take those measurements and then depending on, you know, if they want more strength or endurance oriented, you know, oftentimes I'll run a battery of a muscular strength test, an endurance a flexibility test, could be a conditioning protocol. Um, I do that in the, the beginning of the process. And, you know, the great thing that, that I'm so blessed and fortunate to have is because I really have clients all walks of life. I mean, from the Joes to the Janes to, to the, the pros, um, you know, to the, to the youth. It's it's really incredible because 
all these people, they have different goals, but also they have a different program and a different implementation that I instill with all of them. But three key components that I am all about, that RW3 is all about, is one, you got to have motivation, okay? You got to have motivation. And I strongly feel that I could motivate a slot to run a marathon. I really do feel that, okay? Not only the motivation, okay, well, th actually four things, okay? Motivation, accountability, results would be three. Now, those three do not exist if you do not have passion as, as a trainer. So if the clients are, are seeing a, a trainer who is just in this business to, to make a quick buck, really is not passionate and does not, does not live, breathe, sleep, eat this stuff because you really you can't teach passion, and, and that's the difference. So with the accountability, accountability is huge. It, it works well with some, and with others it's a bit of an adjustment, but I can take it from one extreme to another, do nutrient checkups on people, I'm texting people, I'm emailing people, you know, they come into the workout, what did you eat last night, what is this, okay, what are you doing here, you know, always staying on top of, of everybody, and then also even, you know, their circle of, of friends, and, you know, um, really just trying to make sure that your clients are doing their homework assignments, and they're following things to see as much as possible, um, but being a, a realist, you know, I don't expect people to necessarily live their life like me, but, you know, just instilling just if it's just one thing that someone can take um, day by day from my training and my methodologies and everything that I believe in, that is going to make a significant impact. You know, it was 1% better, those, those baby steps, and, you know, that really, that makes a difference. Now, going hand-in-hand hand with results because if there there's no results then I wouldn't have in, any clients um, and you know results to me is it's incredible thing because there really is nothing more gratifying when you can change someone's life in such a, a positive way you know a positive light there really is nothing more gratifying than that and on multiple levels can you affect and impact individuals. And that's really, that's, that's what I'm here for. So with results comes intensity. And, you know, and this is where that if, if people um, have a personal trainer, a strength coach, or even a workout partner for that matter, or even they're in a boot camp setting, that, you know, they're going to be able to have a bit more push. There's going to be more intensity, and it's it's going to be more intense. There's going to be more motivation and, you know, a good friendly competition from time to time in, in the group setting, but really pushing pushing that bar. I see a lot of professionals in the industry that, you know, I see negligence all across the board. These people are being paid on an hour-to-hour -hour basis to train these clients, and one of the first things that they're doing is, you know, their client is on the treadmill warming up, they're eating for 10 minutes or, or what have you, 
But then, even then, if, you know, um, if that person has has had a, a bad day and, you know, their client shows up that you can definitely see a cross where really you got to you got to bring it every hour, every single hour of the day, regardless if it's the first first session, the first workout, or it's the last one in in the evening or the middle in between. You always got to got to bring it. And so where I'm going with this is because I see a lot of people in the industry that they have their clients perform an exercise, perform another exercise, or I see things that are so simple and that they just constantly they're doing the same program over and over but more importantly that they are not um well one that their rest is it's way too much um you you really want to minimize the rest especially if the goal is fat loss and you know incorporating doing a lot of functional strength training and, and things like that of that nature where you're you're working in, in multiple multi-joint specific angles and in doing so and moving big muscle groups, you're going to be burning more calories and keeping things cranking and going from one exercise to another. And then one of the, one of the other key components to this is conditioning. It's all about conditioning. And one thing that I'm a huge advocate of, okay, here's the secret, dun, 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 dun. No, I'm only kidding. Okay, it's high-intensity interval training, okay? And there's there's a lot of different spinoffs of it, but high-intensity interval training is where typically you would do on, let's take a treadmill, for instance, that you're you're running on a treadmill or sprinting on a treadmill for 20 to 30 seconds, and then, depending on your fitness level, you would rest anywhere from 30 seconds to a minute to a minute and a half. Your rest would basically just be a, a slower pace walk. But if anyone had any joint issues or things like that, there's a lot of other ways that you can do high-intensity interval training by boxing, by rowing, swimming, you know, you name it, and all the science and all the data really supports and, and backs that up, that that can, there really is nothing more effective in maximizing fat loss, creating an afterburn, and burning calories up to 36 hours later after a workout. That's incredible how it in, impacts your EPOC, which is your excess post-oxygen consumption, which is the oxygen utilized after your workout, to recover your muscles, clear lactic acid, get your heart rate back to a normal level, and um, it really is its incredible. It's a different protocol when you're working with professional athletes and how you condition, but we're talking about fat loss and maximizing fat loss. So throwing in those intervals in between the workouts and making the workout and making the environment just basically be like a freaking playground, okay? It's got to be fun. It's got, yeah, it's got to be innovative, but it's got to be play-oriented where people don't even know that they're they're exercising and they're just having a great time and you're making an impact on people and they're walking out of your facility, your place, feeling better than ever, better when, than when they walked in to see you. That's really what it's all about. Nice. So what would uh, 
there's definitely a lot to it when it comes to training people. And there's definitely, like you said, a lot of bad personal trainers out there who are really just running people through the gauntlet, just throwing them on machines. But there's totally a lot more to that. What are a few ways, since people are listening from all over the world, that you would give people to stay motivated on their own? If they are not with a personal trainer, I mean, if they're definitely in San Diego, you should be training with Ray. But if they can't do that, what can they do on their own to stay motivated with their workout training? Well, if so, you're saying if they don't have a, a personal trainer or anything of that nature, what do they do to stay on path and motivated? Exactly. Right? Um, yeah, I, I get that question a lot because I do get people um, across the globe and, and so forth who want me to send them programs or things that I can do to instill within a few things of encouragement, especially if not not in San Diego, um, you know, is one of the things that you talked about earlier is, you know, you could use like a DVD as just a, a set base, as a fitness base, but even going beyond that with the nutrition and, and so forth. But what I, what I would encourage, whether you chose that route or, or doing it all yourself, is I would really encourage you to either join a boot camp or something very close in nature because the camaraderie that is created and off of it and the social aspect has such incalculable value. Or if that's not an option, then I would say find find a workout buddy, find a partner, someone that you share similar qualities and, you know, you have a lot of things in common, and especially when it comes to fitness, Work out together because then not only do you have accountability, you have accountability to yourself, but then you have accountability to your workout partner. So that would be something that I would strongly, strongly encourage. And, you know, like just some of those simple suggestions, like I said, you know, just breathe more. Think about think about what, what you're doing exactly and, and to stay active and you know, are you are you driving all over the place? You know, can you ride a bike? Can you walk? You know, should you be eating this? Um, I do feel that you need to reward yourself. Um, I I like to tell tell my clients and, and people that, you know, you can have one cheat meal a week, okay? Like one cheat meal a week if you're good, um, you know, ninety percent of the time you know, come Sunday or whatever day that you choose it to be your cheat, you can have at it for one meal. That doesn't mean the whole day that you can basically um, cheat on. But one of the other things, too, which is also great, is, is there's a lot of online coaching. And, you know, with day-to-day motivation and inspiration and, you know, things that you can use to get excited and amped up and, and pumped up, so I would strongly encourage people um, to participate on on one of those those levels, and it, it could be all of them, it could be it could be none of them. But I would strongly encourage to get involved, and you know, encourage your friends to partake in in your fitness, and that's going to ultimately lead to better compliance, adherence, and better results. Nice.
So we definitely got a good overall grasp of your philosophy on training and nutrition and motivation, pretty much the whole 360 gambit when it comes to fat loss and getting your best body and being the healthiest you can be. I want to know more on a personal level. What do you hope to accomplish as a personal trainer, and where do you see your legacy going in the long run? When it's all said and done, what do you want your dash to say? So the dash is basically the year you were born, there's a dash, and the year that you die. In between there is the dash, that's where you live your life. What do you want that to say, right? Love it, love it. Love Dash, love the poem by Linda Ellis. Um, well, that's that's a great question, and where I really want to take this thing is I want it to be a lot bigger than, you know, the roots, whether, whether it's, you know, in a small town like Napa or because where I'm at here in La Jolla, it's very similar in a sense that, you know, we have our nice little bubble, and then there's the Napa Valley, and then there's San Diego. Um, you know, I really want to to send my message and be able to help individuals across the globe through several different mediums. That's that's really what, what I want to do through, you know, through TV, through radio, through online, through seminars, through presentations, you know, training other trainers under my, my method. Um, I, I look at accomplishing these things and and uh you know what what my dash really is going to represent is it's it's going to represent just that that I was in a fitness icon um in the industry not just fitness but wellness and you know my passion for fitness it you know was exposed all over the place and um you know that I I want to impact lives and not only just fitness and on a mental level and you know on on multiple levels and um, you know I feel that I can best deliver my message by teaming up and partnering up with like-minded individuals and continuing to excel um, on my participation and and things like that with with the media and really just just getting my word out there. Nice, nice. So, is there anything else you want to say to the world, Ray? You, the mic is yours, my man. <laughs> all all I want to say is uh, thank you for having me, and um, continue to do what you do. And remember to just just breathe more. Take it one day at a time. Breathe more. Get better. Day in and day out. And you can do some unbelievable things, and then some. All right, right. I really want to thank you for joining us on the call. We've learned a ton of great things from Ray Sardis, the insider secrets he has for nutrition, and basically nutrition training, the overall 360 when it comes to fat loss, and basically wellness, like you said. It's not just about losing fat and having that lean, sexy beach body. It's more about overall wellness, promoting your whole lifespan, and just living the best life you can live. So I really want to thank Ray. For more information, if you're in San Diego or if you're in La Jolla or anywhere even near him, you can definitely check him out. Go to www.rw3fitness.com and to learn more about Ray and to see more about his services. And even if he also has a blog up there, too, you can see some of his posts. And that's about it. Thanks a lot, Ray, for joining us on the call, and we'll talk to you soon, guys. All right. Thanks, Josh.